Welcome to We Healing Now, a podcast hosted by two Black women that are also creative scholars in love. We created this podcast as an inspirational healing space for all diasporas. We hope you enjoy, laugh, and learn something new. Grand Rising World, <laughs> welcome to We Healing Now. This is Jasmine. It's Pete Dollars. And we are here to talk about the topic of love, beautiful love, healing love. <laughs> but before we jump on in, just a quick preface. First off, thank you to everybody who has been showing love to We Healing Now. We appreciate all the plays, all the comments, all the requests for other beautiful things that you would like to see. We are so, so appreciative. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, one request that we did get was in mentions to music, as everyone knows or do not know me and p are very much music lovers to the team we have grand big music taste however um due to the regulations on the platform that we use to record the podcast which is anchor anchor does not allow music to be played on other streaming platforms such as apple and spotify thus we have decided due to copyright issues so we have decided to create our own playlist on set platforms to correlate with the topics that we discuss on our episodes. So keep an eye open for that. We are still waiting for other platforms to pick up our podcast, i.e. Apple. So right now we are available on the Acre website as well as Spotify. So just keep an eye open and we'll give updates on our social media platforms in reference to when the podcast playlist is up and ready with our fun music additions mm -hmm. all right so now we will get on into it um today's affirmation this week's affirmation um is correlating to love mm -hmm. and it is i am attracting the right people and the right circumstances in my life always mm. that's a word that's a word a word we definitely need to hear um and i think it transitions greatly into our first question um what is love you want to start? You can start. Okay. <laughs> um, I think love is everything. Um, love is life. Our lives should be like, um, I think we should be doing the work out of love. We should be doing all things out of love. We should be speaking out of love. Um, our tongue is a powerful thing. So we want to be very critically conscious of how we use our words and um, how it like truly affects other people. So um, I think love is just... It's everything. It's beautiful. It is. So I believe love also too. Love is everything. I think love is beautiful. Love is in nature. Love is in people. Love is typically how I feel towards people, even if I'm meeting them for the first time, um, unless they rub me the wrong way. <laughs> but typically that's how I normally feel. Love is in my food. Love is in the drinks I create. Love is in all of my interactions. Um, love is love is an intention. Mm. Love is a point of view. Mm -hmm. um, love is a mindset. Love is a euphoria, like mm. a euphoric feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I make love is a decision. Yeah. I decide to be in love. Mm -hmm. um, 
And if I decide not to be in love, then you will not be in my life. And that's fine. <laughs> but I feel like it's a it's an active role that you play when you uh engage in the feeling of love. And love is powerful. Mm-hmm. Love is love will make you do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Let's really talk about it. Um I think another part um that I forgot to mention, God is love. I, I think um a lot of times we right. are in religious spaces yes. and we try to condemn this person or that person, but God loves us all. Yes. So it's really, um, and it was really important for me to um, understand that. Like growing up with my sexuality, um, obviously, you know, people have said like, oh, that's abomination, things like that. But I don't think God will condemn one person and not condemn the other. We're mm-hmm. all sinners at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think God is love and I know God is love. Mm-hmm. The universe is love, everything. That's love. <laughs> um, so one thing I will say to that too, just like a slide, slide side note. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation. I don't know if it was with Paris or with somebody else, but someone basically said, you know, have you told God that you love God today? Mm. And I said, yeah, mm. I never think mm. like I say, thank you to God. Mm. I give honor and praise to God. Like, you know, I talk to God, mm-hmm. but I've never said, I love you, God. And mm-hmm. I say I love you to everybody else. And it, it really clicks something in my head. So it just gives you something to think about. I was like, if I can say I love you to my friends, to mm-hmm. my partner, to myself, to mm-hmm. my parents, why can't why do I not make an active effort to say I love you, God? You know, in the midst of me giving my thanks and gratitude, I love you, God. Thank you. So that's just something to think about. I thought that was interesting. I feel like that's not talked about a lot in religious spaces, at least in the ones that like I too was brought up in a Christian um, like background home. So I just never heard that to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. And on to that point too, like I think we we seldom understand that our relationship is is bigger than the religion. So how do we have, like, what does our relationship with God look like as opposed to how often are we going to church? How Mm -hmm. often are we doing this? How often are we doing that? Mm -hmm. And um, just out of the mere, like, judgment of things. Yes. So our next question is, what what isn't love? I guess I'll answer that one first (laughs) because you ain't. (laughs) Okay. So what isn't love? Love is not abusive. Mm-hmm. Love is not manipulative. Mm -hmm. Love is not scary, at least like violently scary. Mm -hmm. So it should never be like full of fear. Mm -hmm. Love is not fearful. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really all I got right now. I don't want to force it. So I'm done. I got you. Um, (laughs) I I second all of those. um, Like the first thing that I thought of when I thought of the question was love doesn't hurt. So a lot yeah. of times we think like, oh, you know, this person loves us because they do X, Y, and Z, but they also hurt us. Yeah. So where, I guess that's a, a question, a segment question. Mm-hmm. Where do we draw the line between what is love and what isn't? What if yeah. there's a person, they're pouring into us like emotionally, mentally, but they physically abuse us? No, no, fuck that. I <laughs> Um I feel like anybody puts their hands on you, it's an automatic, like, there's a huge lack of respect. Um, I feel like, for me, it's over at that point, but I myself have never been in a physically abusive relationship. I've been in emotionally abusive places or verbally abusive, but physical abuse, because I 
I grew up around things like that. So I, to me, that's an absolute no. And that is not love under, I don't give a, I don't care if it was, oh, it was a mistake. No, 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 no. All I got to see is you raise your hand, act like you about to do something and I'm finna flip. So that's it. Like you got to go. It's, it's over for us. Thank you, but no, thank you. Um, but I know that's different for people who are sitting in that chair and sitting in that seat. The only thing I could say is your body is your temple. Um, you are purely a creation by God for anybody to feel like that they can alter you or damage you in a, a physical way to me is just not it's not godly it's not out of love and I don't think there's a way of understanding for that I feel like if the person who's committing the the physical abuse can't go to therapy and quickly rectify said situation um the first time um I feel like there's no there's no coming back from that like I, I feel like that's it's not love um I think physical abuse is something that we we often talk about as like you know damaging, traumatizing. Yeah. Like you know, some of us ha- have grown grown up around those experiences, mm-hmm. so those are like our absolutely our absolute no's. But why don't we hold mental and emotional abuse to the same standard? Is it because That's we can point. see the physical? Yeah. So somebody can see if we have a black eye, yeah. but they can't see if we have a bruised heart. Yeah. Or abused yeah. um brain or Damn, emotional come on, space. poet. Come on now. Sheesh. That was that was honest. That's a good point. I think for me, and I think for a lot of people out there, I feel like first off, a lot of our parents, mm-hmm. a lot of our parents were so emotionally abused in their own relationships or by mm-hmm. their own parents mm-hmm. that they do they themselves mm-hmm. do not know how to properly identify what emotional abuse looks like. Mm-hmm. So then when you're raised in that space, you then come to this come to your grown upness and your adulthood and you don't know how to identify it Mm -hmm. and i feel like terms like gaslighting i did not know what gaslighting was until i went to therapy Mm -hmm. so let's think about this for a second i'm 20 i'm like in my i'm like probably 25 around Mm -hmm. 25 so i've gone 25 years of my life Mm -hmm. not knowing Mm -hmm. that there's an actual term and it's an actual abuse method for someone to tell you things but twist everything you're saying Mm -hmm. and have you thinking that you're fucking bonkers Mm -hmm. (laughs) like literally i would have conversations with this person and i would i would be like you never told me this and he'll be like yes i did i did tell you he would really get live about it Mm -hmm. i would beat myself up for it Mm -hmm. and i didn't talk about it with nobody because i'm thinking maybe it's just simple miscommunication Mm -hmm. so maybe this isn't emotional verbal abuse Mm -hmm. maybe it's just miscommunication maybe i'm not hearing properly Mm -hmm. maybe i need to work on my listening skills mm-hmm. bitch i was hearing everything probably he just wasn't telling me nothing but it's the lack of not having these conversations and then once i learned about gaslighting i learned this from a stranger mm-hmm. because she was my therapist god god bless miss hall she's amazing and you know once she identified the the abuse for me i was like oh really and then when i started talking about it my other friends were like yo and then I'm seeing more and more like peers of mine talking about it on Instagram. It's like, yo, gaslighting is common, very- but we don't talk about it. But like you said, I feel like a lot of people don't know that mm. this is a thing. So that's why we don't hold people accountable or don't talk about the emotional abuse that happens. I, I definitely agree with the idea that we don't know or we can't name yeah, because we've we never um, been taught um, as a counselor in training. Um, I'm really starting to learn and teach myself like, what um 
what feeling words look like. Mm-hmm. So like the mad, sad, happy are usually the, the words that we know most often, but like also embarrassed, worrisome, those kind of ideas um, also, you know, should be in our toolbox. But I think I just wanted to kind of touch on like a couple of points you made, the idea of how we saw people like in our in our childhood love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they all there's always this saying that, you know, we have to give slack to our parents because they only knew what they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important for us to really start to identify emotional and mental ex- um, abuse, because I think we're coming into a time period where, where it's not acceptable. Like um, last semester, I was working in the school and we had to do a DCF training. And DCF now will um, take kids out of the home if they're being emotionally and mentally abused. And in my head, That's my trauma, yeah, I chuckled because I was like, wow, where was DCF when we were growing Listen, up? Because we DCF were was like, nah, I need nah, some bruises. Yeah, you are, right. you stay home. Yeah, I not even see a bruise. I, like, it was justified. Yeah. You know, the beatings were justified. Yeah. Um, that was discipline. That's all we, like, knew. So I thought it was really important. And I think the reason why we don't draw the line is because of appearance. A lot of things in the black community is a lot of appearance. Like, mm-hmm. we act a certain way. Hmm. We, yeah. That's another episode. Yeah, yep, yep, ah. yep. We look, we look on the outside like we're happy, we're healing. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, we're, you know, we're taking a lot of things. Yeah, um... We're we're taking a lot of things from ourselves, but when you were talking about like black women being loved, I saw this um, quote the other day. It said, "I want to see black women um, be loved without pain and suffering." Mm-hmm. I think that was by Fair Gray. Okay, yeah. Um, I think with that idea is like we're so used to like the idea of black women like being in pain, yep. suffering. Yeah, we're breaking generational curses, traumas. And we expect these things to happen to us, but in like hindsight, this is our this isn't our pain. Yep. This isn't our suffering. Mm-hmm. It's the person that's doing the, mm-hmm. the suffering. But I think um, that's really important to really identify because, like you were saying in your story, you were really beating yourself up about mm-hmm. it. Like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what is this person doing wrong, mm-hmm. and what does this person have to sit with? Because mm-hmm. we're only a projection of our own reality. Yeah. Anything that I do say feel if I'm if I'm alluding happiness that means I'm happy with myself. Yeah. If I'm alluding sadness that means I'm sad with myself. Yeah. And um, a lot of times that's that's a part of ourselves that we give a lot of slack to, and we do give a lot of slack to men in that aspect because we the expectation is that women are supposed to be emotional beings, so we're supposed to be more tied to our feelings. Mm-hmm. So even on the idea of like when mothers aren't loving. We look at it like, why isn't this mother showing this type of love? Mm-hmm. It's like absolutely absurd. But when not, when in all honesty, we're all human, right. and we all we only know what we know. Yeah, that's very true. That was that was deep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was real yeah. A lot of different topics there. Yeah, that was good though. And um, maybe we could like kind of touch on it in this conversation or another conversation, but relationships mm-hmm. i think relationships could be its own topic yeah i think but, that could be its yeah. own topic one one thing i want to say in the midst of listening to you 
love is not saving someone. Mm, ooh, ooh. Love is not saving someone. Love is not crazy. Because mm-hmm. let me let me let y'all know, there's a lot of crazy people out here, but they live normal lives. They look real normal. Mm-hmm. But when you start seeing some stuff that look a little, it's time for you to walk away. I'm trying to tell you because crazy, crazy. There are some people out here who are live crazy, but know how to hide it very well. Mm-hmm. They look like the perfect partner. I done been through that situation a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And then you start seeing a little couple little red flags, and you're like, ah, maybe it's the mm If it's maybe it's the th- 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 you need to walk away. You need to walk away and leave that person alone. Tell them, look, you'd be better off without me. Mm. Go find you another one. That's my tidbit for the day. <laughs> I, I also seen um, a quote that was saying something along the lines that you were saying about um, about like how people portray themselves like mm. we have we have such grace with ourselves that we some people are just very charming mm-hmm. and charm can like really change your entire life or your yeah. entire outlook on someone yeah so i think it's important like jasmine said those red flags that we see in the beginning yeah. are usually the red flags to make us leave yep 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 um especially, they usually don't go away yeah especially if people don't want to change Mm-mm. um i think we can really we could see when people don't want to change and mm-hmm. they're stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept that that's yep. that person's narrative. And like Jasmine said, we're not saving anyone. Yeah. Especially yep. as black women, we have yeah. to be very critically conscious yes. about what kind of roles we're playing in people's lives. Because yeah. even with our partners, yep. the expectation may be, oh, this person's going to save me. Like my mom. Yep. Or somebody's going to be my mom. Yep. And the relationship, I am not your mom. Nope. Not your parent. Nope. Um, I'm not raising you. Nope. And that's okay to really distinguish and sit with, I believe. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So, um, next question. How do we love with boundaries? Mm, I feel like in order to love with boundaries, you need to know what your boundaries are. Mm. You need to know what your triggers are. And you need to be comfortable speaking up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need help trying to speak up for yourself because sometimes when you're talking to somebody that you love it's a little difficult mm-hmm. you know we don't want to hurt especially if we're really loving on them like something serious mm-hmm. you know whether it's the beginning or whether it's years in you don't want to hurt their feelings or you know you don't want to make them upset or sad just let them know this isn't about you it's about me and what i need mm-hmm. you know in order to fully function in this relationship dating ship whatever um and just a pro tip if you need help with speaking up for yourself, one, pray on it, but also look into crystals that um, activate your throat chakra and further enhance your throat chakra. Anything that you say to advocate on behalf of yourself is never a threat to anyone else. Mm-hmm. It is purely you speaking up for yourself and shining for yourself. Because if you don't speak up for you, nobody's gonna speak. Nobody else is gonna speak up for you. Only you, you know your own thoughts. Um, and I feel like you love with boundaries, with understanding. That's the first place. Always with understanding. Even though some stuff may not make sense originally. So I guess if somebody gives an example, like um, I'm trying to think of something. I guess if I say, oh, this, I was dating someone once. <laughs> This dude popped up at my house. Mm, oh my God. <laughs> no call, no text, no nothing. He was just like, nah, nah, nah. I said, uh, who that? <laughs> who that? Who that? <laughs> and um, he, you know, he claimed he lost his phone. He had this whole story. He was crazy too. 
But, you know, I explained to him, he was like sitting next to me and I was kind of like shook. And he was like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I said, yo, I have like, I had just went through a really bad situation. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm really, really like, really scary right now about my privacy and really like protective over my space right now. So Mm -hmm. I need you to let me know if you're ever going to come over here. Like I need you to text me, call me something. I I don't do pop-ups. You cannot pop up over here. Um, and I don't think he really was understanding of it, but in the, in the moment, you know, he was really just concerned about me. He didn't, he like lost his phone. He didn't have a way of contacting me and I get that, but I I explained to him for my own mental sanity and my own sanity and my own mental health. I need that. So if you can't commit to that, that's okay, but we can't. Well, I ended up dead him anyway because I, I had other beautiful things coming into no. my life. <laughs> but <laughs> is that so? <laughs> But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. So yeah, I think I think that's how you love with with boundaries. You have to be, um, you have to know what your boundaries are. You have to be able to sit with yourself and speak up. Mm. I I know why my man's popped up. Ah! <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's another conversation for another yeah, day. That's explicit content. That's we explicit. we ain't coming on the pod with that. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if our mom's listening. <laughs> so you know, you know, we don't, we don't want to give that 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 good gracious um explanation, but um. Just in terms of boundaries, I think it's so important. I think real healthy love mm-hmm. is our boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I really didn't understand boundaries because I have a large subset of siblings. I have nine siblings. Um, my, my mom has seven kids. My mom, my dad has four kids. So it was always somebody around. There's never, there was never an experience where I was like, I'm alone. Unless I was like going into like the hallway for peace or quiet because we were always around each other. We didn't have any like space. So I feel like sometimes boundary starts with solitude. Like, do I know myself outside of the roles that I have um, with other people? And I think mm. for me, I never really understood that experience because like I said, I had a, always had a lot of siblings. And I always thought I was really extroverted because, you know, we... Jasmine, no, my family's real rambunctious. We be, it's always something going on. We're always like really active, high energy. So, um, I think for me, I really didn't understand it because there were always so many of us. So it's like, how do I even create a boundary without even being able to like dive into myself? So I feel like for me, that was a real healing practice. I think um, boundaries, like loving with boundaries, that's a healthy relationship. Very. Um, and we're talking relationships, like loving, like romantic, intimate relationships. Even if you just having relations with somebody, mm-hmm. like sex with somebody, boundaries are important. Because we even we should do a podcast about that, like an episode about that. Well, sex and boundaries. Okay. I would like that. Okay. Um, also, friends and boundaries. Because I don't know if you know, but you know, I feel like I feel like the our generation is more accepting of it now. But I feel like back in the day, it was kind of the expectation: if I call you, you need to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm calling. If, if I call you, you need to call me back or contact me back. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've kind of been carrying this way, and my friends have been carrying this way too. Girl, you can call me, and I may just not have the mental space to talk to you right now. And it's not out of no feelings. I just don't have the space right now, and I'm gonna still post something on Instagram, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I just don't want to talk right now, and mm-hmm. I feel like now it's really a place of I understand and you don't have to explain yourself mm-hmm. like sometimes I have my friends they be like girl I'm sorry you know da, da. I'm like girl you ain't gotta you ain't gotta apologize for nothing mm-hmm. it is okay mm-hmm. I ain't want shit 
I just wanted to say, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. You were completely fine. You do not have to call me back. You don't have to text me back. You know that. I mean, you want to know your friends okay and they're living, mm-hmm. but you know, but it's it's just like it just releases that pressure. But I feel like that within itself is a boundary because I got to a point to where sometimes I would go in solitude and my friends would be like, yo, where are you at? I'm upset with you. You're not answering. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, I'm really just in tune with Jasmine right now. I don't have the space to talk to anybody mm-hmm. right now. And, you know, eventually they started to understand. So now it's like if I go ghost, people don't tweak no more. Yeah. And it's fine. They And they know it's fine. We pick right back up. I feel like my Aquarian nature, I'm just like a real distant person. Um, so I feel like like my friends... I really do think they understand. I'm not really sure, but I hope they do. That, like, there's no beef if I don't text you back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, avoiding you or anything like that. It's just sometimes I feel like my dis... Like, I really do need, like, space from people. And I feel like sometimes we think, like, oh, a text message doesn't, like, require so much energy. Why you can't text back? But it's like, when you have three or four or five people that you're keeping up with, that is energy that's yes. being transferred through our, our devices so it's like i really do try to be really like um careful about okay if i text somebody first now i'm like if i'm texting you first i'm i should be keeping up some type of conversation but um i think it is really important to understand that if i don't text you back but i repost something yeah maybe that repost was for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you ain't need my 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 text today yeah. you ain't need my hey how are you right. and me to tell you how i'm doing maybe yeah. you needed that repost that i That's put on um, instagram or twitter That's or something um so segment into the next question what are love languages love languages i guess if we're talking in the technical term um you can google love languages if you do not know what your love languages are but love languages are how you like to receive love Mm -hmm. and oftentimes a lot of the ways we like to receive love are often the ways we automatically give love just by unconscious thinking so because we think if we like things this way whoever i'm dating whoever i'm friends with will like things this way too Mm -hmm. but that is not always the case at all (laughs) Um, so if you don't know your love languages, simply Google it. Um, if you have children, I think they have a quiz. You can do it with your child mm-hmm. or you can do it with and with yourself. If you're in a relationship, they have like a, a segment specific set of questions for that. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you have a partner, they have a certain segment of questions for that. Um, and the love languages are broken down into like it'll break it down to percentages yeah. um in terms of what your highest are so you have quality time which i think speaks for itself you have mm-hmm. words of affirmation so meaning a person likes to hear i love you you're beautiful things mm-hmm. like that you're smart we have acts of service um mm-hmm. where um that's personally my love language so it's like if i'm having a really stressed day i love if paris is just like you know what babe i'm gonna run you a bath or without me having to ask mm-hmm. i'm gonna take out the trash i'm gonna wash the dishes mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna straighten up the house because i know you're not feeling well mm-hmm. so those are acts of service physical touch so obviously holding hands hugging mm-hmm. you know I'm getting down you feel me <laughs> i think that's it I don't think I missed any, but if I did, just feel free to look them up. <laughs> They're all pretty simple. Oh, oh, and gift giving. So, um, you know, I if if my um if my love language was receiving gifts, mm-hmm. then Paris would, you know, be like, oh, Jasmine is having a rough day. I'm gonna go out and buy her some cake. Okay. I'm gonna buy her some. Uh, I'm gonna buy her some, you know, some jewelry or something to make mm-hmm. her happy. Um, to show and to show that I love her. Yeah. 
Yep. So for my love languages, I think it's quality time, physical touch. They also have a love nudge um app. So yeah. when we were like dating long distance, we used to use it a lot often. Yeah. We don't use it that much, yeah. but you know we see each other twenty four seven now. You know yeah. quarantine got us a little hooked <laughs> up. But um, so the love nudge it like allows you to say how like how much like love is in your tank it's like over like a hundred so a hundred is full and then you can do um any other number and then you all they also have like tips that you can do like if your your um love language is like words of affirmation they can say like write a poem stuff like that so they actually give you examples like for you know each love language and then they also allow you to like send little messages so we we used to um love nudge a lot yeah it, it was you know it was very helpful yeah and it, it was honest because on the love tank like it asked you how loved do you feel today so mm-hmm. meaning how loved do you feel about your partner yeah and most of the time it was always like you know i feel extremely loved blah blah but some days it's like bitch you ain't talk to me yeah. today so mm-hmm. i don't feel i'm giving you this 50 percent. that's how loved i feel mm-hmm. and then usually one of us will call each other text each other yeah. like okay what's wrong yeah. what do you need from me you know i'm sorry or whatever like how can we make this better so so it's really, really, I really, I really think that app really helped us a mm-hmm. lot um, when we were long distance. So I highly suggest that if you're long distance, Love Nudge is a great app. Or even if you don't live in the same house yeah. or, you know, if you don't see each other as often, like you see each other on a weekly basis, it's still good because um, yeah. it really helps you. It holds you accountable in terms of keeping in, in check mm-hmm. with your partner's feelings and emotions because, you know, when you're going through the day-to-day, you're working nine to five, it's hard sometimes to not be in sync with your partner and know everything that's going on. So it's definitely yeah. a good a good little segue of help. Yeah. And then that, that kind of segues into our next question, too. How do we utilize love languages in our healing process? Um, I think, like, when uh, we are Women of Zeta Phi Beta Sword Incorporated, um, the new Theta chapter, as president, I I had all of, like, all of us do the love languages exam so we could really figure out how can we best like love and support each other in our sisterhood because you know it is really important like i could i could be like buying jasmine so many gifts so many mm-hmm. things and i'm like yo why is it th- why isn't this working mm-hmm. but it's like that's not the way that she receives love so mm-hmm. it's like i'm doing all of this for and, nothing yeah <laughs> like you really think it's working and yeah. you're like why is this not working yeah yeah, the same thing happened. Um, so when I first moved here, when I even walked first, when I would come visit in Connecticut, um, if you, if Paris doesn't mind me sharing the story, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't know what story so Paris like had just moved into her apartment. So okay, so just leave the preface. Paris's um, love languages are quality time and words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. My love languages are acts of service and um, words of affirmation. Yeah. So. For pay, so I love, love, love acts of service. Mm-hmm. So me just thinking to, um, unconsciously, mm-hmm. Paris had, Paris had moved into her apartment, her first apartment by herself, mm-hmm. and you know her bathroom was you know had the bare minimums in it, mm-hmm. and because she had just moved in, mm-hmm. so I had came to visit for a weekend, and I was like, babe, let's go to Walmart, let's go mm-hmm. to Wally World. I'm a, I'm gonna hook your bathroom up. Um, actually, I think we were going to Wally World anyway, but while we were there, I was like, let me get some stuff for your bathroom. So I wanted to get soaps. Mm-hmm. I, I got this cute-ass shower curtain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I bought her this like little um, bath mat that matched. And like all this little cute shit, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm so fucking excited. I get home. I got the shower liner. I'm like getting it all together. I put it up. It's so cute. It's so cute. I'm so hyped. And I was like, babe, you know, the bathroom's done. Like, do you like how everything looks? And she was like, yeah, it's cool. 
<laughs> when I tell y'all I wanted to flip her over, I said, fuck you mean it's cool. And she's like, it's cool. Like, I like it. I'm like, what? Like, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's da 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 And I had to quickly check myself. Because I was like, Jasmine. Because, you know, buying stuff for people and like de- and me decorating it, that's an act of service. Mm. Paris's love language is not act of service. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had to check myself and be like, Jasmine, you can't be mad that Paris is responding this way. Because she was happy with it. But see, when people do acts of service for me, I get so giddy. Mm-hmm. Paris can do something so simple. She mm-hmm. could just wash the dishes. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, I get excited about things like that. But I did that for her, and I expected her to react that way. But that's because I was loving her the way I wanted to be loved. I was not loving Paris the way she wanted to be loved. So that's why I fucked up. Um, and it's a learning lesson. Every day I have to continuously remind myself because I be wanting to do things for her. And I'm like, Jasmine, the girl just wants some quality time. She don't give a fuck about none of this other shit. <laughs> she just wants some quality time and some words of affirmation. That's all she needs. So I have to continuously remind myself that. Um, because like I said before, it's so easy to love people the way we want to be loved. But we mm-hmm. have to take a step back and realize that we have to love people the way they want to be loved. And if they have told you these are my love languages, then you should be putting a lot of your energy into making sure that you are fulfilling their needs based on their love languages. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah so in terms i feel like once i started checking myself and being more cautious of my actions and my intentions for paris and reminding myself of what her needs i really think our relationship is like just blossom a lot more and i have stopped beating myself up because i really got upset about the bathroom because i was like i did all this work and it's not even appreciated but it's like it's not that paris appreciates it it's just that she values other things in her life more so then i started to make a more active effort like when we were dating long distance at that time Mm -hmm. i would be like all right babe um you know, let's spend two hours today on a Sunday after you're done your homework and let's watch movies. Let's watch a show together. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that she really loved, like, when we had FaceTime dates and stuff like that. So, you know, it works. Love language is a key to life, bro. Like, yeah. that's a, it's free game. Like, you ain't got to yeah. pay for them tests. Like, mm-hmm. it's free game. And it, it helps you know yourself better. And it helps you know your partner better or your friend better. Mm-hmm. It, it really is life. So, look into that if you have not. And do them um, frequently. Like, I, I mean, we probably should do it again. Because mm-hmm. it's been it's been some, some time. time, yeah. Because they say it changes um, for some people, so yeah. I think also too, like to go off your idea, what you were saying, we the way that we're loving people, we have to be very cognizant of that in in the healing process. Mm-hmm. But then we also have to be cognizant of triggering, like yes. you know, we all have um, triggers that you know we've we've um, encountered over years, so. Mm-hmm. I think to best suit and to understand those like love languages, we also have to look at the latter part too about, um, you know, our triggers and how that comes up in loving someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I also had a question (laughs) while you were talking about (laughs) earlier. Are situationships love? Mm. (laughs) Look, that's a whole... I'm going to give us a, a quick synopsis because I feel like that need to be a whole episode. Situationships? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, situationships need to be an episode. Situationships, I feel like, can be love. I do definitely do not think situations automatically equate to love. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because 
sometimes I think we dress up situationships as I love this person, but it's like, mm, sis or bro, do you really love this person or do you love how they make your sexual organs feel? Mm. How they make your sexual organs feel, <laughs> whatever they may be. Um, do you like the euphoric feelings that you have mm. with them? Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't say that situationships are always love because they're they're not. Sometimes situationships are fun. I think mm. that's a better word. Yeah. Situationships are fun. Mm. Situationships are a good time. Mm. They create good memories. Mm. But uh, I definitely would not say that they're they're always love. Mm. Yeah. So 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 you know they could be cute sometimes. Basically. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um. Next time on. <laughs> yeah, we gonna we gonna have a whole episode. We gonna have a we gonna have an episode. Um. But so we got some feedback um, about like the ending of the podcast and yes. what we could do. So we talked about earlier with the, the song, but we'll have a segment called Words from the Wise. And um, we can reflect on the the um, the quote, either be two quotes, me and Jasmine choose or, you know, just one of us. So this week I chose a quote. I love quotes. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, maybe that's why Words of Affirmation is one of my... Um, yeah. top love languages um but the quote says once you fully commit to healing you'll understand that people were instruments to aid in your evolution focus on the lesson not the person mm. <laughs> sheesh i know somebody gonna rewind that back and listen to that one more time mm-hmm. that's something to write down um are we gonna reflect on that yeah mm. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's easy in life, especially when you have not taught to do better and know better. Mm. I feel like it's easy to be upset with the people in mm-hmm. your life. And I, I've actually recently been working through that because I was doing this journal writing thing with this author that she had on social media. And it basically was asking, what unresolved issues do you have? Or like unresolved situations. And I said, ooh, bitch, I have several. Mm. And they're typically unresolved. Because you know how, and I've been seeing this too, like you can't, you cannot live life continuously waiting for apologies that you will never receive mm. from people. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. And I feel like that kind of goes in, in hindsight to really accepting the fact that Certain people, because I know some people be like, why did this person come in my life and fuck my shit up? Why did this person treat me this way? Mm -hmm. I'm such a good person. You know, thoughts like that happen. But the idea, I feel like in terms of my evolution, is really coinciding with this quote, really understanding that in me committing to healing and trying to make myself better, I am fully understanding now that these people were put in my life for a very specific reason for Mm -hmm. me to learn, Mm -hmm. for me to not make the same mistakes over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. for me to learn from that last mistake. Because there were several mistakes that I was making Mm -hmm. in my past, Mm -hmm. okay? (laughs) But it took one time, one time for me to get fucked up real bad where I was scared, I was crying every day. I had to change my locks at my house. Mm -hmm. It took that situation for me to wake the fuck up and realize that I had to move differently and I had to live differently. I had to make the decision. And like I said, I've been making the same mistake for years. I was just like, whatever, it's cool, blah, blah, blah. And finally, I got scarred by one situation and it really threw my life for a doozy. And... That that's how much it took. So, but it's important, like I said, to really focus on the lesson, not the person. So, for a while, I was harboring anger at that person because he 
threw my world upside down. Mm -hmm. But I had to then reflect it on me. Not to say it was my fault that it happened, but to say, Jasmine, you have been doing the same dance for so long. Now you finally realize that the same dance could possibly end you, put you in a very detrimental place. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do about that now? And I had to make the grown up decision to be like, okay, from this day forward, this is how I'm going to move accordingly. This is how I'm going to move and shake differently. And now I'm at peace with that. But you really have to focus on what did I learn from this situation? Not what can I or who can I blame for this happening to me? Mm, the blame, the blame yeah. thing. Um, I second everything Jasmine said. I think um, it is really important for us to focus on the lesson. And sometimes it is hard to focus on the lesson. Yes. If something is happening to us multiple times over and yeah. we're just really trying to figure out why is this happening? Yeah. But sometimes we don't take the time to sit down with ourselves and really realize, like, okay, this is happening. And this has happened before. Yes. Like, I yes. think before quarantine, um, life was moving so fast where it was like we didn't really have much time to be reflective. Yes. So it's like now since we have this time and not everyone has this time. But it, I pray that if you do have this time that you really do sit with your experiences and you sit with yourself and really realize what is actually happening. Yeah. And why is this, um, why is this like continuously happening? Yeah. And if you can't sit down and think about why is this continuously happening, maybe reading will help you yes. to realize um, certain things. I yes. think like me just sitting down and like thinking about all the things, that's a little overwhelming for me. But when I like read, I'm like, oh, you know what? I relate to this. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, I got to take notes on this or I got to do this or I got to do that. Just the idea of thinking about it yeah. and you're reflecting on it. That might be enough. Yeah. Yes. And if you need tips on healing, please feel free to go back to our first episode. Yep. <laughs> where we talked about what is healing and ways to heal and things of that nature. But yeah, it, it's so essential to sit with yourself and come to peace with those situations because mm -hmm. it's just forever going to be like a thorn in your side and my therapist told me something very wise because I originally had a lot of resentment towards my father and she was like you know if you do not address the issues and the feelings that you have about your father even if they're not bothering you today they will continue to haunt you forever mm. and that shit was so true like that's a word it was such a word such <laughs> a word and yeah, it was, and we'll talk about parents and things like that. I'm sure Whoa, in another my, episode, yeah, yeah. or at least to some certain yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's something that really, and it, when I tell you it did haunt me, it really did haunt me. But mm -hmm. I finally recently got to a place to where I'm at full peace mm -hmm. with the situation now, and um, everything's all good. But you have to do the work. You have to be willing to sit with yourself. And just think it out and talk it through. And, um, you know, talk to a friend about it. Talk, Go to therapy. Talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's important to create the conversation. Because anything, all the extra baggage you're carrying is just going to forever weigh you down more and more and more every day. So just free yourself. Mm -hmm. Free yourself. Free, that, that's the word. Hashtag yeah. free yourself. Hashtag free yourself. <laughs> and I think we're supposed to give a spiritual tip at the end. We said mm -hmm. we we're going to do that too. Um so, well, I guess that was pretty much the spiritual tip. Yeah. Just free yourself. Yeah. Sit with yourself. And if you need help, go to therapy. Talk to a friend. Read. Mm -hmm. just, and really, I really advocate for journaling. Mm -hmm. Please, just journal. Mm -hmm. Write something. Mm -hmm. You can find journal prompts on Pinterest all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Get you a real pretty-ass journal, too. Real cute-ass journal, because we don't want no bummy-ass journal that you're just going to be... Because you want something that's going to motivate you to write. Mm -hmm. And even if you wake up every morning and just write three things that you're grateful for every day. Mm -hmm. Even if you, you write about the type of love that you want. Mm -hmm. I want to love that is kind. I want to love that is beautiful. Um, even if you just talk about 
what what things you want to incorporate into your healing practices mm-hmm. anything just writing something down at this time is very um great marshall's has great journals i know we can't go to marshall's right now but mm-hmm. do- honestly don't sleep on dollar tree especially not mm-hmm. up north in connecticut they have great dollar trees here mm-hmm. so dollar tree has cute little journals but get something and keep it right by your bed so you can write you know every morning when you wake up or right before you go to sleep um, and just, you know, release, release whatever is on your heart. That's, that's my spiritual tip, tip for the day. Just mm. free yourself and release, release something. Mm. Well, that's all we have for today. Remember to love yourself. Most importantly. I'll <laughs>